If you have your Bibles, I want to direct you to the Word of God. And brethren, we're going to make a change. I gave you a different scripture before service, but we're going to go to the book of Psalms chapter 31. Psalm chapter 31. And I am going to read beginning in verse number 1 down through verse number 8. Psalms chapter 31, verse 1 through verse 8. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed and deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me and deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privately for me, for thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. I think all of us recognize a portion of this psalm. Verse number five, most of you, if you know anything about the Bible, you know anything about the crucifixion, you know that those were the words that Jesus cried in the very end, his last gasping breath, into thine hand I commit my spirit. And the psalmist here is, he is reminiscing and recalling certain things. And verse number seven is really where I want to focus your attention for a few moments he said, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, underscore the word consider, and thou hast known my soul in adversities, and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, thou hast set my feet in a large room. And everyone said, Amen. I want to talk to you about an awesome God and an incredible truth. You may be seated. Praise God. In life, most of us want to put our best foot forward. It is true of any person that they want to do the best that they can. Life is not always easy. And certainly life is not fair. And life is not an even uh, terrain. It is a mountain and a valley. It is an up and a down. It is a feast and a famine experience. And all of us go through that. All of us experience those things. And we have our times when things are not as well as at others. But in life, we like to put our best face forward. We don't usually, most people don't usually 
uh, go around exposing all the secret details of their life. Most of us like to keep that secret. We try to hide the ugly side. Amen. We try to cover and mask over the ugly side of ourselves. We try to hide and mask with a smile and a, everything is okay, the ugly side of life. And we try to hide the ugly side of our lives, our existence. We're masters of disguise. Many of you are going through things right now, but if I were to go by your countenance, I would not know that because we have mastered the art of disguise. We know how to cover our sackcloth and come into a congregation of people and act as if everything is okay and everything is fine. Even when we have failed, even when we have made mistakes, even when we have done hideously wrong, we still have a way of covering all of that and hiding all of that and carefully we disguise our sorrows and we disguise our failures and our mistakes. We like to hide that because we want to put our best face forward. And the reason we do that is because adversity tends to bring the worst out in us. Amen. Now, I thought I'd get more than one amen out of that. Adversity tends to bring the worst out in a person. A little pressure comes, and as much as we don't like to admit it, we don't tend to show our best side when adversities come. As a matter of fact, when adversity comes is when anger seems to show up. When our fuse runs short and how quickly choice words come easily to our lips when the pressure is on. We wouldn't dare stand in a congregation and say those words, but when pressure is put on us, sometimes they come out without us even realizing what's going on because adversity has a way of doing that. Adversity has a way of bringing out that ugly side of us, of exposing that weakness in us and letting people see us in ways that we work so carefully to disguise and cover. Amen. Adversity does that to us. Today, most of us don't want anybody to know about our failures. We don't want anybody to know what we did last night. We don't want anybody to know what we said last week. We don't want anybody to know that we ran short on temper and we ran quickly with words. We, we don't want anybody to know that. And so we are so careful to cover and to make sure that that is all hidden and made to not be known by public. Choice words come easily and attitudes can get convoluted when the pressure is on. Trying times have a way of doing that to us. Pressure has a way of bringing not the best out in us, but most often the worst. And if you want to know what's in a tube, they said just put a little pressure on it and you'll find out. 
And so it is in life. The truth is we really never know life until we have seen it in the darkness of adversity. We never really know a life until we've seen it on the dark side. When the sun is warm and shining and when all the leaves are green and when the garden is full of fruit, there's a lot of things that are covered and disguised. There are a lot of things that are overlooked by, by, by the covering of the foliage, but let the winter come and strip away the leaves and and then you see those plants for what they are. Adversity shows us as it really is. Indeed, it is a revealing power of adversity that strips away from us all of the disguises and all of the pretenses and shows us for what we are. It shows us not in the setting of our making, but in the naked reality of what we are. When the psalmist looked back over his life, he realized that not everything in his life had been kosher. Not everything in his life had been done properly. Not every choice that he had made, not every decision that he had made had been a good one. Not everything that he had thought had been a good thought. Not everything that he had been part of had been of the will of God and he realized when he looked back over his life that God had seen him at his worst. God had seen him at his dead level worst. And our text confirms that because he said thou hast Known my soul, the inner man, the soul, that hidden part of us that we worked so carefully to disguise and we dressed up as good as we could this morning. And we put that smile on our face and we got that limp out of our walk or we, we, we braced ourselves to come in to meet other people. The Bible says that the psalmist realized that when he looked back over his life, God had seen him when he was not at his best. God had seen him in his weakest moments. God had seen him when those words came too easily. And those thoughts flooded his mind. He saw him when that decision was made that was contrary to his will. And when that choice was made, God had seen him in adversity. God saw him when the pressure was on. He saw his attitude. He heard his words. He could not keep those from God. God listened to everything that he said. He saw every action that he had committed when he was in distress and life became tight and straight and there were vexing times and distress was upon him and trouble came like the morning sun into his life. God had seen him in that state. God had seen him and known him in the calamities of his life. And no one ever really knows me until they know me like that. Nobody really knows me until they know me in adversity. 
Nobody really knows me until they know me when the guises are down and when the mask is off and when the costume has been put away and when the smile has been taken off. Nobody knows me until they've seen me like that. And the psalmist said, he knows me like that. He saw me in that weak moment. He saw me in my my poorness. He saw me in my calamity. In that intimacy of that moment, nobody else could know. But God knew. And what he discovered about God is incredible. And it, it's something worth sharing with you this morning. First of all, what the psalmist deeply felt was the knowledge of God had pierced through all the disguises and knew him in the secret of his being. He said, thou hast considered my trouble. The word consider means that God had thought about it. He had, he had meditated upon it. He had paused to look at the situation. God saw me in that ugliness. He saw me in that weakness. He saw me in that point of failure and in that embarrassing situation that nobody else knows. He knew me and he has considered me. He he has thought about the Lord has seen through my disguises. It's a wonderful thing to know that you can come to God and God sees through all of the disguises and he knows me in the very secret point of my life. He knows me like no one else knows me. He knows me in the ways that I guard from everybody else. He knows me and the Bible said he's considered that. He has remembered. He has thought about that. He has meditated upon that. And, and that knowledge of him is comforting to the singer because God has read his secret story. You know, we've got two stories that we're writing. We've got the one that we want everybody else to read and then there's that one that really happened. And the psalmist said, God dug through my diary and he found the real book. He found the real me. And he's read all about me. He knows all about me. He has considered all of these things that I have done. And when the psalmist began to think about that, instead of it overwhelming him with fear and dread, something within him leaped because he realized that God had known him like that, but God had not left him like that. That God had known him in his worst state. That God had known him when those four letter words came out too easily. When those thoughts came too quickly. When that temper flared too easily. When I did that thing that I should not have done. He knew me then. He saw me then. He was there. He knew all but he didn't leave me there. Hallelujah. He didn't leave me. He felt that in the sustainment of his life, 
God had not forsaken him. He felt it in the strength that God had bestowed upon him to rise up and overcome. He had felt it in the peace that had come to rest upon his heart because God had not left him in the condition that he was in when he was at his worst. God did not leave him, nor did God forsake him. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise Him this morning that when we are at our worst, God does not leave us like that. He does not leave us in that condition. Praise God. He has known Him. He had talked with Him. He had visited Him. He affirmed Him. When His life was at its blackest, when His life was at its lowest, when His life was at a miserable point, when everything around Him was wrong and every choice that He was making was wrong and every decision that He was making was wrong, God saw Him, but He didn't leave Him. Nothing but love could explain that. Nothing but love could explain how God could stick around when we're not at our best. Amen. He never ashamed of us. Everybody say that with me. He's never ashamed of us. He's never ashamed of us. He never leaves us to face the worst alone. He never leaves us to ourselves to know that he knew me at my worst but still loved me is more than I can comprehend. To know that God had seen me when all of the disguises were laid aside. When I took off the makeup and I took off the the disguise and, and I put away the act and I became the real me. God had known me at my absolute worst, but he had still loved me. He saw me when I was in the gutter. He saw me when I was, when I was filthy in sin. He saw me when I was overcome with rage and anger. He saw me when I wanted to hurt somebody. He saw me when I wanted to kill somebody. He saw me when I wanted to come back at somebody. He saw me when I rose up to do that. And He loved me still. He loved me at my worst. Praise God. He loved me at my worst. But more important than that, the Bible said he did not hand me over to my enemy. When it would have been easy for God to have just washed his hands of me and said, you know what, you're just too much work. When it would have been easy for God to say, you know what, you, you just made too many bad choices. You, you've made too many poor decisions. You, you, you've made too many mistakes. I, I just, mercy is just so, um, you know, mercy just reaches so far, but you, you've gone beyond the reach of mercy. I, God, God could have easily looked at the psalmist and he, he could have said, you know what, son, I, I've invested more in you than I deserve more out of you than that. I, I've done more for you than to get the kind of response. It would have been easy for God to have washed his hands and said, you know what, you just do it on your own. You think you're big enough to handle it. You think you're smart enough to do it by yourself. You think you've got everything. You know all the answers. You've already got an answer before anybody even asks a question. So you go ahead. It would have been easy for God to have said, okay, that's the way you want it. All right, I'm going to let you have it that way. And turn you over to the hand of your enemy. But he didn't. He didn't. 
when it would have been easy to have turned his back on us and turned and walked away from us because he was embarrassed. That's my child acting like that. Anybody ever wanted to just turn and walk out of the room because your child was acting so bad you didn't even want to? Some of you just leave them in the mall. You just, they get to acting so bad you just want to walk by and say, man, I don't know who in the world that one is. I've seen some kids like that before. I've seen some people like that before. You just kind of want to walk around and get on down the road. It would have been easy for God to have done that. It would have been easy for God to have said, you know what? Adios. Adios. I'll see you later. I have more important things to do. I have a world to run. I have people that actually want to do my will. I have people that actually love me still. I have people that actually are willing to sacrifice for me. And here I am still working with you. Oh, when it would have been easy for him to have said, okay, there you go. He didn't. He did not turn me over to mine enemy. When it would have been easy for God to have withdrawn his mercy and let the enemy come sweeping into your life and consume you and completely destroy you, God put his hand out and said, oh, no. He's still mine. He may be ugly, but he's still mine. He may be messed up, but he's still mine. Yeah. It may be ugly right now, but it still belongs to me. Amen. Nothing may be going right right now, but you just stay right there. This is still mine, and I'm not through yet. And so the Bible said that he did not turn me over to mine enemy and then the scripture said he has set my feet in a large place God has put me after knowing me in this state after knowing me in my worst after knowing me when everything was out when all the ropes had been cut and all the uh, all the words God knew me when he had known me like that and he could have walked away from me he chose to stay with me he chose to love me he chose to hang in there with me he chose to not give up on me then the greatest thing that he does is that he sets my feet he picks me up and he puts me into a place he puts me into an environment where I can turn around where I've got room to make make adjustments to my he puts me in a setting where I can get my life back where I can get my choices back where I can start over where I can begin again God brings me to a place and gives me a moment to breathe again he gives me an opportunity to take a stand one more time thou hast known my soul in adversity he has given me a chance to make it right this morning he has brought me into a place he has stayed the hand of my enemy he has not turned his back on me he has not forsaken me he has never quit loving me Even when I did.
did that evil thing, he never quit loving me. Even when I said those things that no child of God should ever say, he never quit loving me. He never quit loving me. And he stood, he stood there with me. He knew me. He, there was no disguising it. There was no covering it. It was just stark nakedness. And it was ugly. It was ugly. But he stayed right there with me. And then, to top it all off, he brings me into a place. He affords me the opportunity to come to to a point in my life when I've got a little room, where things are not just cramped, where the pressure is not on me. It's a good thing to come to church because that's the kind of place God uses to give us that opportunity. You see, and that's where the devil works on so many people because he wants to keep reminding you of what you said last night. He wants to keep reminding you of what you did yesterday or what you thought last week. He wants to remind you of all that you didn't do and all that you didn't accomplish and keep you focused on that because if you ever get your eyes off of that and realize where you're at, you're going to realize that God has put you in a large place. God has set you in an opportunity to turn around. God has brought you into a setting where you can make a choice right now that can change all those bad choices that you can make a turn this morning that can put your feet on a path that will lead you in the right direction that in this service this morning that you can reach out to God that you can lift up your soul to him that you can reach out to him and say God I need you this morning and he gives me a chance to turn around he gives me an opportunity to get it right He brings me back to that place and said, okay, son, let's start over. Let's try this again. Let's see if we can't do it better this time. Let's see if we can't get it right today. Come on, somebody. He has put you in a large place this morning. He has made you come into a place where you can stand on your feet and say, God, except for your goodness, except for your mercy, except for your grace, I would not be here today. Oh, I need to thank you for that. Come on, everybody, stand to your feet right now. Oh, yes, Lord, thank you that you brought me to a place where I can turn my life around, where I can make a choice, where I can make a decision, where I can turn the situation in my life. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God is so merciful to us today. And God is so mindful of us today. He will not leave me. He will not leave me. He will not forsake me. He will not abandon me. He will love me when nobody else loves me. Oh, yes, He will. He's going to stay with me when nobody else will stay with me. He's going to stand with me when nobody else will stand with me. Everybody else has forsaken me. Everybody else has walked away from me. And no, and probably rightly so because of what you've done and what you've said. They, they don't want to be identified with that. But the great point I'm trying to make to you is that when everybody else walks away from you, He remains. He remains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thou hast known my soul in adversity. When my 
feet were slipping, when my mind was lost, when my thoughts were wild and crazy, God never left me. I'm so glad that He's known me. There are some of us here this morning that have not been on our best behavior lately. Some of us have not been on our best behavior lately. Some of us are embarrassed today to to say the least that if anybody were to ever find out what I did or what I said or what I thought, oh God, I would never be able to show my face in this church again. Well, guess what? He knows that. He knows that. But He hasn't left you. And He hasn't forsaken you. And He still loves you. Hallelujah. Oh. And more than that, He's kept your enemy away from you. The enemy that has wanted to just sweep in and just completely devour you. He's kept him away from you. And He's brought you into this place this morning and given you some room. He's given you an opportunity to turn something around today. He's giving you a chance to get something right today. No matter what's happened yesterday, no matter what you did wrong last week, no matter what you said, this is a place where you can get it right. Anybody here this morning need some room? Come on, I'm inviting you. Come on, you need some room in your life? Come on, come on. You say, Brother Hughes, I'm not... I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. Oh, God knows me. I need some room. I I, I need some room to turn some things in my life. I I need some room to make some things right today. I I need to get to a place where I can turn around. I I, I need to get to a place where I can get it right. I, I need to get to a place where I can recover. Yeah, I I need a chance to start over this morning, Lord. I I didn't do it too well last week. I I said some things. I did some things. I thought some things. I went some places. Uh, God, I was a part of something last week that I I shouldn't have been a part of. And I just I want to thank you that when I was at my worst, you didn't leave me. When I was at my worst, you saw me and you kept loving me. When I was at my worst, Lord, you were not ashamed of me. You did not walk away from me. You did not turn me over to my enemy. But you brought me here today into this sanctuary. You brought me into this place today where I can have some room. I've got to get it right, Lord. I've got to get it right. Come on, somebody. I've got to get it right. I've got to get it right. I don't want my life to be a failure. I don't want to be marked by failure. I don't want to be known for my mistakes. I don't want to be known for my poor choices. God, you, you alone can help me this morning. You alone can make me what I need to be. You alone can turn this situation. Oh, God, thank you for the room. Come on, somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Somebody just thank Him right now that He's given you some room. Come on, you've got some room right now. You've got some room to make a change. You've got some room to turn around. You've got some room to get it right. You've got a chance to recover. He gives you an opportunity to do it again. A place to start over. Oh, God. 
God, give me that breath again. Let me be able to breathe again. Let me be able to live again. Let me be able to know your, your love and to know your peace and to know your, your, your blessings, Lord. Let me know those things today. Hallelujah.